Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. It is time for How To, uh, when we look at some of the uh, one-off decisions we occasionally make in life today. It's How To Get A Vasectomy. Dr. Emmett Kieran is founding partner of the <laughs> comfortingly titled Gentle Procedures Limited. Uh, Emmett, uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, I, I suppose the first thing is that if somebody contacts you and says, I want to have a vasectomy... Now, it can be reversed, but that's, you know, far from certain that you get the results you want there. Like, how do you establish whether they're 100 percent about doing it or not? Yeah. So we we have a process where people contact us and uh, we come back to them and uh, we spend quite a bit of time going through and explain to them. The first thing is to reassure people it's a safe, effective, but a permanent method of birth control. If someone's mentioning reversal or it's in their thought process, we tend to dissuade them not to have it done. Yeah. And they're 100% sure because that's a complicated procedure and it takes time. Um, so we, we go through really where they're at in, in their life in terms of, you know, their, their status with their partner. Have they got kids? what age they are particularly. I mean, the average age is about 35 to 45 um, for a vasectomy. Yeah. So we'll kind of answer all the questions that they have. There tends to be a theme of questions that people ask, like the frequently asked questions when they contact us, particularly from a pain point of view. You know, yes. people want to know, is this painful? Mm. So we do try and live up to our name. And uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because certainly uh, um, uh, men who've had vasectomies take a certain amount of joy in telling men who haven't had vasectomies how gruesomely painful it was and there was a smell of burning flesh and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think they which talk is kind it up of a ramped little bit. Up, yeah, oh, yeah, yes, perhaps. talk it up a little bit. Uh, Most guys are actually, the vast majority actually afterwards are saying it, like it's not a scratch on what it's like to go to the dentist now. Sorry to any dentist listening. I yeah. have no problem but my dentist is fantastic. We're, well, we're, not, we're not proffering that as a choice for people. <laughs> uh, if you have to go to the dentist don't get a vasectomy instead. Uh, so, so, so if someone contacts you they make an appointment to, uh, to have the procedure done hmm. what do they have to have done in advance? So we'll go through with them one of our healthcare assistants will go through with them in detail you know what's actually involved and they'll talk them through the actual procedure answer any questions that they might have and then we send them out a detailed pack uh, of information to read along with the, the consent uh, form you know for what are the risks and what are the benefits we make sure that they understand those first and when they come in to see us then we go through the, the risk benefits with them again mm. to make sure they're fully informed you know and at that stage you can also kind of pick up look is someone a bit apprehensive about this and why might they be apprehensive and you might actually offer them do they want to have some like conscious sedation while they're having it done so in that case then they need to have a driver come with them on the day of the surgery. Yeah. Now, when you said risks, what are the risks? Now, a vasectomy is a very common procedure, should be pointed out. You've yeah. done thousands of them. So, yeah. we're, you know, we're not talking about a yeah. high percentage risk, but poss- possibly what could go wrong? Well, it's very popular, right? Like, I mean, yeah. one in five men over 35 in the States have had a vasectomy. I mean, you know, you're talking like any surgery you do, you also have to advise people, look, there are potentials uh, for, for, for um, you know, complications. Really, like from the pain point of view, it, it you know, guys would feel sometimes a, a bit of a dull ache for maybe like two to five days afterwards. Some guys feel absolutely nothing at all. So I usually try and pick up when that happens. So I have guys who are very sporty. I had a cyclist one time who insisted on going cycling and I told him, don't. Mm. And of course, he hopped up the bike and he ended up with a, a large bleed called a hematoma. Yeah. So, so like bleeds can be in maybe about 2% or less of cases and a small amount around where you operate around the tube there can be. Very infrequently, that can be larger. But, you know, like people have our direct number to contact us if there's an issue. We can deal with that pretty quickly. Yeah, before, before, uh, before the day of the procedure, do you have to shave? 
Yes, and we do send. Oh, I don't mean your chin. <laughs> <laughs> and we do send out instructions on exactly how to do it. Because I had a patient this morning who said I was YouTubing this, and I couldn't find anything. But what you sent out was fantastic. <laughs> so we have all that covered. We have all that covered. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought it was pretty self-explanatory how to shave your own scrotum. You'd right? be surprised. Some guys are throwing on the old spice afterwards. <laughs> oh, ouchie! That's that's that's. Oh, yeah, that's not good. So when, like, so you've had your shave, you turn up and watch it the kind of surgery when you go into where you're having the procedure done now mm. in my experience it looked to me like weirdly enough it was like a dentist chair except he worked on the other opposite end of the body yes yeah so we've developed specialist centres we were in Limerick and Ace and we're just opened up in Cork now recently and we do have kind of bespoke rooms and it's it's your standard operating table that we use for the procedure alright okay, so you're lying down if you're lying down sometimes yeah. we might put up a screen if someone kind of wants to screen up like if you're lying down flat you know, you're not going to see what's happening yeah but the, the setup is like in a sterile kind of environment and uh, they're, they're prepped in the area and, you know, the gauze is put over them and they're, they're all ready for their surgery. So we do it in, it's like, it's an no needle, no scalpel technique that we use. So we went to Vancouver and trained under a pioneering surgeon called Dr. Neil Pollock, who slightly modified the, the procedure for uh, vasectomies to kind of make it, as, it is like pain free. So right. the no needle. Now, now do yeah. you get a, a kind of local anaesthetic of any sort? Yes, yes. That the no needle part of it is we use a specialised jet that actually sprays uh, the anaesthetic fluid into the tube. So we bring the tube up to the surface underneath the skin, and we use the spray. So there's no needle, so it sprays under pressure and it immediately anaesthetises the area. So from that point, you're absolutely pain free. Now, some guys don't feel that; other guys feel it like a little bit like a flick of a band. It passes mm. very quickly. Yeah, and, and so, no, I mean, an actual vasectomy is, is severing the van's deference. Exactly, So yeah, do, you, do you have yeah. to make an incision to do that? You, you do. I suppose it's probably good to talk a little bit about the kind of the basic anatomy. Yeah. So obviously the testes produce uh, the sperm. So the sperm travels in a hollow tube called the vas deference, which is a long tube that links up with other glands that give... Uh, like nourishment and secretions as it travels its way. It's a bit like petrol for an outboard engine yeah. as a sperm makes its, its journey. Uh, so what we, we do is we bring that tube up to the surface and we hold it with a hoop and uh, the skin is already numb, the tube's numb at the stage, so patients don't feel that. They might feel some transient pressure as you hold the tube at the surface, mostly they don't. Then we use blunt dissection with a, a tissue divider to open up the skin and then up pops the, the vas. And the mm. vas tube has this layer outside called the fascia, and we divide away that fascia and we get the tube inside and we bring that out as a loop onto the surface. Then with the loop out, we, we divide it and we have special devices, uh, electric artery devices, which is the no scalpel part of it. And we seal inside the tube to seal off one side, which is the abdominal end. The testicular end we leave open and you have less congestion uh, after. It's one of the things that people can have afterwards is a bit of congestion or a feeling of fullness after a vasectomy. So okay, yeah. open-ended vasectomies is which we would have learned in Vancouver. We find there's like significantly less kind of congestion after that. Okay, and you have to put a stitch in then afterwards when we you're We do, finished. yeah. So on the abdominal end, which is the upstream end, the fascia, which is the wrapping, which is a bit like the outside of a flex. What we do is we loop that over the, the, the end of the tube. So you create a kind of... Uh, a physical barrier because if you left those tubes beside each other they actually reconnect uh, right which is yeah. impressive. Okay, yes. so the old way of doing vasectomies where they take them out cut them with scalpel tie them off with silk treads but the silk treads 
would get inflamed, fall off, and then years later they'd reconnect and then people would get a surprise 10 or 15 years later. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. So like, and and, and the stitch you have to have then after the procedure, does that have to be taken out? No, sorry, so the stitch is inside. It's around Ah, the tube. It's dissolvable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absorbable. So, but the way, the the method you use for getting the the, the vans out Mm -hmm. and and, and severing it is you, you, have you not caused some sort of incision into the, into the, testicle or into the scrotum there into the scrotum into the skin so when we're holding the skin in the hoop with the tube underneath the skin we bluntly divide the skin then get access to the tube so the opening is maybe about three mils it's keyhole surgery just one incision in the middle right okay so you won't need a stitch for that no 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 no, because it's so vascular it heals really quickly we actually pinch it and we put a bit of surgical glue onto it and then all right, put, and then yeah, boom. Then done, okay, done, all right. Yeah, yeah. So normally, then after that, would you, would it be normal to see a bit of swelling or a bit of bruising? Because you know, if something's happened there, that's sure, not yeah, used to. Yeah. So around the tube itself, you can get a small bit of swelling, which is a normal thing. It's just part of the healing process, uh, but nothing too significant. Really. Yeah. If there is, like we do counsel guys afterwards. You know, when do you need to contact on our direct number? You know, if they know significant swelling would be like a vessel that has has had a bleed. But because we use dissolvable sutures, we catch all the vessels that potentially could cause problems. So we have a very, very low rate of of bleeds after the surgery. Now, you did mention obvious like exertion and cycling uh, would would be a bad (laughs) idea. Uh, So and then obviously you have to check that it works. So how long do you leave it before you ask for a sample? Yeah, so we've pushed it out to, to 20 weeks, which is five months. It seems like an awfully long time, but the sperm can stay viable along the length of that tube all the way. Okay. Um, For that length of time? That length of time, yeah. Some clinics might test a little bit earlier or do two tests. We've pushed it out to 20 because that kind of catches what we call kind of early failures where those tubes have reconnected. Mm. So what we do is like the, the homework guys have to do is 25 ejaculations over the period of time to make sure everything's cleared out. But using contraception? Uh, they have to use contraception. Yeah. We'll only sign them off until there's actually zero sperm seen in the field. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so then that's after the 20 weeks then, then they send in a yeah, so uh, yeah, so we don't need a fresh live sample. Uh, so we we've we've a, a clinic that actually provides a service for us that the people post it directly to it. Okay, if, and w- w- what is it sent in? Uh, so we have a container. Yeah, and then no, well, yeah, just about the <laughs> container. Uh, that just I know this is just in my experience the thing to collect the sample. Yeah. you need sort of Olympic type accuracy to get it in there. Yeah. Uh, you know, and to the extent where I actually built a kind of a funnel thing to get it in. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So you know, have a word. Well, it's in a secure container, in a padded. Uh, postman's quite safe. And, oh, I'm uh, sure. Yeah, just yeah, getting it yeah. in there. Really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, one text says, "Best thing I've ever done. No pain and no more." worries. Uh, I have a very physical job. Would I need to take many days off work? Uh, we generally say seven to ten days. Now, I might advise you on the anatomy when, you know, you do the surgery, if there's a lot of vessels that need to be tied or, you know, if there was some guys might have sports injuries or trauma. I particularly notice that guys who've played Gaelic football would have actually additional wrappings around the fascia. Yeah. That's what, so, so I say to those guys, take it a little bit easier. You know? Okay, because yeah. they would have had groin strain on top of that anyway. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, having had this done, by far the biggest concerns were being adequately shaved making small talk while lying there in the nip and thinking about the delicacy of the procedure as opposed to the actual process itself. That is, yeah, that is the thing I found as well because I was yeah. sitting in a kind of a, yeah. um, this kind of dentist chair with somebody's head between my legs. <laughs> Do you have like a patter that you talk to them about when they're... Uh, a lot of times there is quite a good bit of banter in, in, yeah. in it depending on the person. Now, some people can be very nervous, some guys very relaxed and uh, chat does help. But look, what we do is we have playlists. So actually the music is quite good and quite, quite funny about the music is guys listen so intently to the lyrics that are being sung 
I had a group from the prison services into me and uh, their staff canteen, you know, people tend to come in pods. One guy kind of braves out and goes and said, wow, that was painless. Mm. And then you suddenly find you'd have maybe 10 or 12 guys following after him. But at their canteen, uh, the guy shared the song. So the guy came in and directly quoted the lyrics to me of the song and that he was listening to. <laughs> Wasn't the first cut of the deepest, I assume, anyway. That's on one of the playlists. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I understand there should be no reason that a vasectomy causes erectile dysfunction, says this texter. But there are a lot of men that report this. Why is that? Well, that's a good question because that's, that's a fallacy that's out there a lot of mm. guys. So it has, it's just the sperm that's been interrupted in the vast deference. So all the other things like the... Testosterone produced by your testicle is actually absorbed in the bloodstream. The vast deference has nothing to it. So this tube is purely the plumbing that carries the sperm. So it can't have an effect on libido. Yeah, indeed. But, but maybe for some reason, you know, men have this perception and maybe that goes on to have a psychological effect. on them Yeah, and like the vast majority of, of, of erectile dysfunction, there is certainly a component of performance anxiety yeah. or that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, yeah. I, it's, yeah. When some, and when people, after they've had the procedure, then have sex for the first time, yeah. like your ejaculate, looks pretty much the same it's yeah same volume, yeah. same thing so the sperm is a tiny tiny amount of it yeah, yeah. so they, they won't exactly. notice yeah. any uh, and yeah. uh, you did say you you, you trained uh, for a, uh, under a doctor in uh, in Canada somebody who perhaps misheard it said did he say he studied under Dr. Niall Bollock maybe you should <laughs> Neil Pollock would love to hear that. (laughs) Neil Pollock. Uh, Are there long-term negative health implications due to a man getting a vasectomy? There isn't. And there was was some research that came out a couple of years ago and I was linking uh, vasectomies to prostate cancer, but there have been multiple studies since and actually it's found from kind of meta-analysis there's absolutely no statistical uh, association. Uh, So there isn't anything that that I'm aware of. Yeah, and I I suppose people have been having, men have been having vasectomies for so so many decades now that... Uh, Over a century. Yeah, Yeah. over Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah, then we'd yeah, know by now, yeah, uh, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, Emmett, yeah. thanks a million for coming into us sure. today. Very informative. That was Dr. Emmett Curran there, founding partner of Gentle Procedures Ireland. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.